we are officially in the holiday season, and now I need to buy all these people gifts. Man, hit it. Oh yeah, it is all a Hey, party people, what is up? I am so happy that we are on episode four, and I hope you're ready for it too. So we're actually going to go a little different this episode because I had a hectic week. I'm in law school. I'm trying to figure out my life right now. I'm writing 25-page academic papers to be published, and so I thought it'd be great to just talk about things that are going on and things that impact us all. So I have a really great friend of mine. So I'm so happy to bring on Caitlin O'Grady. Caitlin is an actress. She is a humanitarian. She, she worked in the Obama White House. She is She's just awesome. I don't know what else I can say. Uh, she is a fire that will cannot burn out. And I really do think, I say that about a lot of people and I know <laughs> these intros are gonna get kinda like, oh my gosh, this cannot be another amazing person that did another amazing thing. But I can truly say she worked in the Obama White House. She worked for the State Department. She's done amazing things. She, I personally think that she's a humanitarian in the making and she is a humanitarian in the communities that she is in, so. Here's Caitlin O'Grady. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Ashton. So I'm so happy to have her here. Again, as you heard, she's just such an amazing person in my life. And with Thanksgiving just passing, I'm thankful for you in my life. I'm thankful so. for you as well. <laughs> she's talked me off many ledges. Joking, I've never been on a ledge. But if I ever was, you'd be in like the top 10 people I'd probably be. Thank you. You seem you likewise. You got me through freshman year in college. <laughs> the breakdown I had at the grocery store. Do you remember that? No. We're I'm, gonna stop this. No. I'm curious. So instead, we're actually gonna tell it on air. But. <laughs> oh. So it was my first semester of college. It was October, which is like when the homesickness really kicks in. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like asked if I wanted to go to the grocery store with me. So we got in my car, drove to Ralph's. And I was walking down the aisle by myself, and I just started sobbing. I was crying. I was like, I didn't, um, I have no money for gas. I'm like, no money at all. I have no real true friends here besides you. <laughs> no, I was, I was just like, there's, I, don't I don't believe this happened, but she said it did. <laughs> and oh my God, I don't know who's gonna be true to me like who's gonna be my true friends throughout college and I didn't get into any shows because I was a theater major and I was just so upset and homesick and it was really just like the transition to college I just had a breakdown in the middle of the grocery store and he came and hugged me I was like thank you I just and I was that. telling her I'm like I'm not an emotional person so I don't know how <laughs> I ever helped in that instance at all I just needed to cleanse and move on and I, I did okay. I never was homesick again after that Fun fact, I honestly believe crying is the cleanse of your body. Like that's like all like the anxiety and fear and bad stuff is piling up and you crying is like your body saying, we're just going to wash this out real quick. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. It's therapeutic. I, I definitely want to bring something up because I to you, 
or no, sorry, to me, you are like a humanitarian of sorts. Like you literally, if you, you know what? I'm going to be honest. So this part is filmed before the intro is actually filmed. So we were going to fake it. But I will say that that's like what needs to go in the intro. That you are literally like a champion for people who don't have a voice or who have a weak voice or who have a quiet voice. And I've just seen that in the six years I've known you. Like every time something happens in the world, <laughs> the one of the first, like, and not even like one of those annoying people like, let's save the earth. No. Like, I mean, like genuinely you care for, I've never, I don't even care for people that much. Like, <laughs> like and here she is. She's like, this is why it's wrong. And it stems back from Reaganomics and like or something crazy like that. And she like always knows, like, she's literally one of the smartest people I know. Thank you. Like, I, I'm blown away and like every time like you're and you know the worst people are the people that like try to be this this person where they think they know or they think they care about everyone and they start bringing up dumb things that don't mean anything you're like what and then Caitlin will like interject into the conversation be like well actually it stems back from 1954 when da 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 and the supreme court did da 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 and then Reagan was in office in the 80s and then Jimmy Carter and you're just oh like oh my god it's not annoying <laughs> no I'm impressed because like me on the other hand I'm just like I just have my opinion and I say it <laughs> like, so and funny. but then you on the other hand like you're so, I don't know I swear like you must have like an encyclopedia for a brain no thank you i don't i don't feel like i do i feel like there's still so much more i need to know really okay. um, like i'm wanting all these different books for christmas so i can truly understand mm. like social issues now like that's the those are the only books i read now i can't read fiction because i just fall asleep i need to read <laughs> things Real that life. keep me charged life and, is like, stranger angry. than fiction um but that also just brought me into something that happened this past week uh with lena dunham have you heard i i see headlines but i haven't gotten into it yet because i was trying to focus on thanksgiving so i've kind of been out of the loop a bit but so i will give my thoughts so as people know i i think i don't (laughs) want to be rude but i will you know it's me but i will say that every time you turn on the television whether it's like entertainment news whether it's general pop culture whether it's politics something's happening in the sexual harassment arena it's everywhere it's everywhere actually another podcaster kind of got you know called out for kind of saying she felt like it was a witch hunt and she said some other things um i'm not gonna say her name because i didn't hear it myself and i actually follow her podcast so i'm not gonna speak on it but i would want her on the show eventually so i'm not gonna downcast her whatever (laughs) anyway so (laughs) um so uh, but essentially uh lena dunham is famously said that women don't lie about being raped but a writer on her show girls was actually recently accused of rape and her and another writer um on the show or another cast member on the show have spoken out um for murray miller and said um that they're standing by him and they don't they they said they know his character they know who he is and he would not rape someone and but also she's famously said hey women don't lie about rape i did read about i read the uh the um the letter of the Resignation letter from one of her, uh, her Zinzi Clemens. Yes, yeah. Zinzi Clemens. Um, and I just was shocked by the hypocrisy of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you be such an ally for when it benefits you? Um, I, I've I've seen so many articles about how oh she acted this way towards this person, she acted this way towards this person, and it's just like at some point you have to kind of draw a line mm-hmm. in the sand of where you stand. 
you can't be for this issue at some times when it only benefits you and then other times like oh no no, no i know i know the guy he wouldn't do that like come on you you know mm -hmm. better i know you, you loyalty is important but you know what loyalty to the people that support you to your big group of women who look up to you because you stand up for them in times of sexual assault for you to just jump off the ship all of a sudden like Come on. And Zinzi Clemens actually brought up this idea in her resignation from the Lenny letter, which is Lena Dunham's, I guess, like, blog or something like that. I don't know. I don't read it. Anyway, but anyway, she said in her, she called what Lena Dunham does hipster racism. Yes. And they hide it behind, um, well, here she said, it is time for women of color, black women in particular, to divest from Lena Dunham. And she says that hipster racism is essentially using sarcasm as a cover. So saying like, it's a joke or why are you overreacting? And I thought that was interesting. Like, honestly, I don't think we need more names for racism or more names for things because it's just, it is what it is. It's racism hidden by ignorant or hidden by humor. So, but whatever, if we're going to call it hipster racism, like, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know we went to a uh, school where, you know, it's kind of, you're kind of like get used to it and you're like they're not thinking and also i'm just gonna put it out there i'm kind of like one of those people i hate when people say it's racism all of a sudden because i think prejudice is more common nowadays oh, yeah. instead of racism is like i don't like them because they're black well instead no they'll still work with them shop with them be quote unquote friends with the people of different colors and minority uh in different minorities but they'll hide it you know like not necessarily because they are racist but they'll hide aspects of what they think of that race yeah i hipster racism is just so prevalent it doesn't even necessarily have to be called hipster racism mm -hmm. it's you know being half black half white it's like certain things people around you who are white will say and you're kind of like oh my half black did you forget that mm -hmm. like that's like i'm not racist like i'm hanging out with you i'm like mm, well <laughs> that thing you just said was pretty racist <laughs> covert racism um I recently read an article in the Atlantic about, well, half of it, I saved it for later because it's a lot, but <laughs> about how, you know, Trump supporters, they don't see themselves as racist mm. at all. They distance themselves from racism, yet they vote on racist policies. So they're like, so Trump will do something, uh, say something racist or off color. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, but he's not racist. So, and then they just distance themselves from it, even though something said or done is clearly racist so by distancing themselves from that they themselves aren't racist mm -hmm. they just vote for racist policies exactly and it's so interesting how that kind of stems it i think get out the movie did an excellent job portraying that like you can vote for obama you can have a black co-worker you can have a black friend even but not even realize like the jokes you say that hurt the the things you let persist in your non-black non-hispanic world that are racist um uh yeah and that's those are my thoughts on that um i even feel like even sometimes in like the black community we see that too with with cultural appropriation mm -hmm. like we get so mad about people appropriating our culture rightfully so but then we take it back and say we appropriate someone else's culture like you might wear a bindi and then an Indian person might, a Hindu person might uh, speak out on it. It's like, well, our culture is always appropriated, so we get to appropriate other people's culture. Like, there's not an excuse. Like, like I said, draw a line, sand, where do you sand? Appropriation or not? I agree. I mean, I, that's something I don't 
relationship. Or I don't know if that really is related to like hipster racism. I, I guess in a way. I'm just not here for the extra words. Like it's it's prejudice. It's racism. Period. It's it is what it is. And I think we definitely need to decide as the American kind of like what you said which i love mm-hmm. like we need to pick you know lena dunham needs to pick if she's going to be for all women of all kinds who are sexually harassed raped or whatever anything under that umbrella she needs to stand there and say hey you know what i believe i think this guy's a stand-up guy and it is sad that his he is accused of this and leave it there it's and also with a joke people saying like hipster racist saying oh it's just a joke get over it nothing is ever really just a joke uh you know you still thought it <laughs> right you still said it yeah maybe a joke in the moment but if these jokes become so prevalent you know those jokes turn into truths and prejudices um and those prejudices prejudices turn into discrimination and that discrimination um turns eventually if it gets far enough into genocide Oh well. Yeah, that's a, it's called the pyramid of hate. I don't think I denoted each one properly, but you know, if you're saying these jokes, those jokes become normalized. Like, uh, you saw it with like the Holocaust, even like uh, people were making jokes like, "Oh, Jewish people are great with money," and then you know the stereotype happens with that, and it's something that's like not even true. Like the stereotypes happen, then they get blamed for the downturn of the economy in Germany, and. Wow. Then, you know, the Holocaust happens. It it seems dramatic in the moment, like, hey, don't say that kind of off-color joke. But mm-hmm. if everyone's saying it and no one's checking each other, it escalates to that level. We've seen it happen multiple times in history. So. You see what I mean? She's, like, so smart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, she, I, I'm sure when I said it at first, she was like, what are you talking about? And she just <laughs> did it. But, no, but I do agree. Um, and then I just want to bring up this last thing about, so, Caitlin is like a really great actress as well and she actually i saw her in a play um doubt she was she was the mom um but she had like a really riveting partner if you know anything about that even though we're talking about sexual harassment so that leads into (laughs) acting comedy she does it all but that leads into al franken have you heard Uh, about that and have you heard about the how many 36, or when I read this earlier this week, 36 women that have worked in the past, future, currently, whatever, on SNL have signed a petition or some letter saying that they worked with Al Franken and he never did anything to them and da-da-da-da-da. What do you think about something like that? Like, I will say for me personally, I just think it's, especially being a man, like, I just think it's interesting because... And this is what something I heard on uh, Twitter. They said, they're just like, just because he didn't touch you doesn't mean he didn't touch anyone else. And and when they said it like that, I was like, oh. And they kind of, I will say that the Twitter users, like they're kind of demonizing the fact that, you know, like uh, these in. women were trying to support Al Franken. Um, and even the woman like uh, accepted his apology, but... I don't know. How do I don't know how to feel about that. And I think especially as a man, like I want to bring um a delicate not delicate oh, that sounds so bad. I didn't mean like delicate if she's a woman, but like a different view on it because I of course will view it differently as a man. Honestly, I didn't have feelings about it, but other people on Twitter do and people in the world do and I'm just like sh- I'm just like let's shut up. Like if you're not the victim and you're not the accused, shut up stand up for what you believe and say i think it's all wrong i think we all knew better as a community you can interject you can cut me off whenever no i'm sorry. Oh, okay um gather my thoughts. what was i saying i was like you can say what you 
okay, I don't want to get myself hot water. Did I just get myself hot water? I no, don't no. Know. My only point is, don't, if you're not the accused and if you're not the victim, I think you should not step into a situation. You should stand on the sidelines saying, I think it is wrong. I think, and I think uh, Tamblyn, we were just talking about the Sister of the Tribal Link Pants. I forgot her first name, Tamblyn, whatever her name is from that movie. She was at one of those TV I don't know, interview things. And she was just saying there should be one. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. You want to say something? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the all freaking situation is so tricky. Like, it's like I said, I guess I'm being a hypocrite when I'm saying draw the line in mm-hmm. the sand, like, know where you stand. So now we're pushing it back a little bit. Oh, so the, the line moved a little bit. And I don't want to. Al Franken has been such an advocate for women mm-hmm. in his, during his time in the Senate. And while he was a comedian, he did some stupid things. Um, he should, he has apologized for it. He has reconciled, I assume, um, what can't be undone. But regarding like the women writers of SNL said, well, Frank had never did anything else to me. I agree with the, just because he didn't do anything to you didn't mean he didn't do anything to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, in this situation, I don't think he should be demonized so much. But that's, then again, it's like you sexually assaulted somebody. You mm-hmm. need to face the consequences. Should you keep your seat in the Senate if you're going to oust all these other people? Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And then it's like, then you rank types of sexual assault. Well, he didn't rape her, but like, it, uh, it gets so tricky. And also, he's voting in the Senate for things that help women and. It seems like he's learned throughout his time, uh, but he should answer to. I think it's up to everybody else in the Those Senate in to figure it out. <laughs> Those in charge. Uh, I have my thoughts on it, but to say like, oh, he should resign or not, I I don't know. I don't think he really should. Uh, but if we're gonna keep consistent, like everybody who sexually assaults someone probably shouldn't keep their job if they're gonna continue with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's certain people with issues, like Louis C.K. obviously has an issue and he's working through it. Same Kevin Spacey. Hopefully he's getting treatment for, you know, he obviously has an issue, especially going after young men, you know? I know. 14. 14. It's, it's, that's an issue he needs to get addressed. So, like, in those cases, stop working. Don't be around people and go get some I don't even think he has a choice to stop working. (laughs) They kind of were like, hey, dude, uh, yeah, Yeah, no. Yeah, you're gone. (laughs) I think they canceled the show originally, but I think now they're trying to figure out ways to keep it moving while quote-unquote killing off this character or something. I don't watch House of Cards, so I don't care. But for those of you who do, I do care that they continue the story that you want to see. But that is life. It's like, it's so easy to say when you're a big, fat, ugly, racist, not, ooh, r- I'm mixing topics now. When you're a big, fat, ugly, rapist, I said racist first, right? <laughs> rapist, you're just like, lock him up, take away his businesses, but then you go to someone who's like, kind of like the hipster racism, like the people that you don't think are racist, but they still do stuff and say stuff. And in It's that, like hipster sexual assault. Like, it was just a joke, you know? Like it was just I, We're gonna, we're coining that here. It's hipster sexual assault. Like... It was just a joke. It's just a, like, and if you've seen the picture, butt. yeah, if you see the picture... And just like that, the interview was over. I don't know what happened to the rest of the audio, but 
it was such a great talk with Caitlin and we are going to have part two next week where we talk more about her passion and her acting and where she goes from here. She's a fabulous actress and I honestly think she's going to go somewhere. So I'm so happy that we got to talk about some current events this week. I know I told you we were reamping the show to talk more about um, just different things that make us astonishing, but this had needed to be talked about and I want to talk about it with someone who's strong and independent and has really great thoughts and can bring in some intellectual knowledge and not just spit off whatever comes off the top of their head like I do. Um, but I hope you enjoyed Caitlin and I can't wait for our next episode where we actually talk a little bit about her, her journey, and talk about finding your passion. Alright, until next time y'all, have a great day and just be astonishingly you. This is Ashton C.